Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the great people at TrueMath Fitness. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. It's the best workout in Middle Tennessee, a new way to work out, and the best version of you. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go for that first workout free, as I said. Zen Sports, download the Zen Sports app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and they will get you your $1,000 no danger first wager. It's a great offer that only Zen Sports will provide for you, and only if you plug in that promo code ATOZTN. And of course, the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team have you covered. Go to AmandaJGentry.com for more information wherever justice demands. Amanda J. and her team have you covered. All right, so there's a lot of different things here to go through with Will Levis. William Jones says, who's the left tackle that they brought in for a workout today? Well, they didn't bring in a left tackle for a workout. Uh, Here is the transaction officially from the Titans because they are trying to shuffle some parts on the offensive line. Uh, The player that they brought in is Calvin Throckmorton. Now, he is a guard by trade, 6'5", 309. He has played uh, in 40 NFL games with 27 starts over three seasons with the Saints and two seasons with the Saints and one with Carolina most recently. Uh, He has played both guard positions, including seven starts with the Panthers this year, uh, where he was uh, previously waived. Four at right guard, three at left guard. He entered as an undrafted college free agent with the New Orleans Saints in 2020 and spent his entire rookie season on the practice squad. He has played 41 snaps at right tackle. Uh, He has played, excuse me, as a college player, rather. He made 52 consecutive starts, 41 at right tackle, five at left tackle, three at right guard, three at center, and allowed just one sack over his final 45 college games. So uh, he played tackle in college. He's a guard in the NFL. Uh, not a uh, not a left tackle viable option, but depth as they continue to churn this thing. Jesse Hernandez says, uh, idea, Buck. How about some of the defensive line playing offensive line? As bad as the offensive line, could it be really any worse? Yes. Listen, anytime you ask the question, and I don't care what the situation is, whether that's, you know, injuries, whether that's left tackle play, you asked yourself or you said to yourself heading into this offseason, before any transactions were made, before any players were drafted, you said to yourself, I'm certain that there is no way that the Tennessee Titans could have worse left tackle play than what Dennis Daly provided to them in 2022. And I present to you Andre Dillard for not just a fifth-round pick, but for a three-year, $29 million deal providing you worse left tackle play than Dennis Daly gave you last year. I'm certain that you did not anticipate that. And in the NFL, 
it is, I mean, in any situation. Can the can something get worse? Always, perpetually. Don't ever say, could it really be any worse? The answer is always yes. So, in this case, the offensive line is worse as a group than they uh, is worse as a group than they were a year ago. Chris Frazier says bad coaching. You can't blame the coaching. I mean, you can blame the coaching, but it's a stupid exercise because they are a bad offensive line group, Chris. Like that's to to just flatly say that it's bad coaching. It just it's just people grasping at straws. You want to blame something. You want somebody fired. You want somebody moved. You want somebody put in. Because whatever your situation is, you're saying to yourself in your head, yeah, it can't get any worse. No, it can. I don't know if the coaching is fireable or not. Not yet would be my answer. I think that given how bad the players are, that the coaching staff should be be given the opportunity to coach better players and that this franchise has been chasing better players on on the offensive line for four straight drafts now. So I think that when you look at this situation, For the Tennessee Titans, you're going to want to lash out in a variety of different ways, and you're entitled to do so. Understand that that's not rational and reasonable as to how to go about this. Uh, Quote, this is a season. This season is now about Levis getting experience, says Bryce Mitchell's pastor on YouTube. Not enough people realize it's the same for Peter Skaronsky. That's why he needs to stay at guard. Uh, You know, I'm I'm not necessarily out on that idea. I... In fact, I'm inclined to agree with that statement. The the young players need to be given opportunities to develop and to improve. The only way that they can do so is by playing in these games. That's why Levis needs to start every game that he's healthy. Skaronsky needs to start every game that he's healthy. Traylon Burks needs to start every game that he's healthy, but they can't get him out on the field. They can't get him healthy. Like that's, that's kind of where they are right now. Um, I think that uh, I think that there's a lot of that there's a lot of these different things that you can look at. But first, you're going to start with Will Levis, and so that is where we will start with your Two Rivers Ford take on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. In the comment section, as we talk about this rookie quarterback and the work that he is trying to get done, what has most impressed you with Will Levis in his first three starts? We'll discuss at length together. Right after, I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the great people at Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people, quality American-made for vehicles, and award-winning customer service. Nobody goes above and beyond for you as a car buying experience the way that Two Rivers Ford does. They're going to put you in the driver's seat. No matter how you like to shop, Two Rivers Ford has you covered. Online, at the dealership, or custom order your next vehicle. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, powered by Ford, driven by people. Okay, so what has impressed you most about Levis? Lou Man says nothing, which, you know, I mean, Lewis, you're entitled to your opinion. I think that's uh, silly, and I think that, of course, ignores the situation that he's in, but if you are not impressed with Will Levis, that is fine. That's completely fine uh, in your own estimation. I would respectfully disagree. Toughness, says Brandon Brown. Poise and toughness for Chris Bynes. Chad, Todd Chesser echoing the same thing. Toughness, 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 because he keeps getting the shit beat out of him, right? He's getting hit really hard, really often, and he's young, and he can take the hits for the time being, and, and right now it's not bothering him. Adrian Frierson says, quick release. It's crazy. It's it's not even like, because you're right, he is, and some of some of the time he's he's doing the 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 double pump stuff, which you'd like to see him get out of. But 
and it's not, it can be a tool at, at certain points. So you don't want to take it away from him necessarily, but it's how compact his delivery is that the ball still flies out of there the way that it does with how compact his delivery is. That's the thing that really impresses me because even when he's throwing it away, it's a rocket. Like he is throwing this football through dudes. And by the way, the players have to adjust to the speed on that ball, the velocity on that ball, because when there are plays to be made, uh, whether that is uh, whether that is NWY who dropped uh, a, a really critical pass that could have been a big play for that offense, or Chig who dropped a touchdown pass basically uh, on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the velocity on a Will Levis pass is high, but you have to find ways to adjust to that. Teams had to do that for Joe Flacco. The Ravens teams had to do that for Joe Flacco for years. Matt Stafford is another one. You have to find ways to make those plays for your quarterback, even though you know he's just humming it in there. So uh, he is a very impressive physical specimen. And what he has done through these three games, I think the composure is fair to praise. The biggest thing to me, and I'll explain what I mean by this in just a second, right after you hear from Greg Cosell, but the thing about Will Levis is that he looks like he belongs. Like He looks like he belongs in the NFL, playing at this level, coming out of a pro-style system, like he looks like a starting NFL quarterback, which, and just comparing it to the only other sample size that we have on this roster, in comparison to Malik Willis, I think most of us watching the two play now in multiple opportunities for both of them, Malik across two seasons and now with Will Levis through three starts, there is a decided difference between their ability to operate in the NFL at this point in time. And you're seeing that pay dividends for the Titans, even if it's not resulting in wins just yet. There is an improved level of quarterback play that they are now able to work with and that they will develop moving forward. Uh, Cooper Martin says, I like his love of football. He does seem to love the competition of it. He's a very intense individual, uh, Will Levis is. And I think that when you look at all these different things, there's there's a lot to like about the way that he's managing the situation, even if you don't like the situation that he's in. I'll have Greg Cosell explain that uh, more here in just a second, right after I remind you that the primetime program is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com. Your first workout is free. I'll be there tomorrow morning at 745. You know I love my personal training sessions with TrueMath. You can go for personal training if that's your vibe and if you like the group classes. Uh, as I also enjoy the group classes, you can go for their group classes as well. Mon morning, afternoon, and evening. TrueMath has you covered. Go to TrueMathFitness.com and get your first workout free. So, uh, Greg Cosell and I, obviously, we do the podcast, the install, every Wednesday. Make sure you subscribe to the 104.5 the, uh, the Zone YouTube channel where you can watch the install every week. And also, if you would prefer the audio version, subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you get your podcast. So Greg and I, I said, Greg, listen, uh, they can't operate as an offense. I don't think there's much that we can do schematically, like from an X's and O's standpoint, other than for you to explain to people how much they're helping their tackles and for us to basically just do a weekly Will Levis evaluation before we talk about the Titans' next opponent. And that's the way that we're going to have to operate this podcast until such time as they show us something as an offense that is worth, I mean, Greg's not able to break down the Titans offense because they are so inoperable as a unit. Think about that. The NFL analyst who is trying to tell you more about how your team is trying to operate says, well, you know, there's, there's really only so much that we can diagnose here 
because of how limited they are as an offense because of how much that offensive line group limits them. So in the absence of actual X's and O's schematic talk, which is still crazy to me, the fact that this football team is so incapable of blocking for their quarterback that their scheme can't even reasonably be broken down. We talked about Will Levis and how he's managing this particular situation through his first three starts. I think the first offensive coach I ever got the opportunity to talk to years and years and years ago, probably when I was a young man, Buck, was, you know, he told me that you have no pass game if you can't protect. Right. It's it's a very simple but true point. And we saw what happened this past week with Levis. Um, boy, did he get hit a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? It's funny. With each game, obviously, the statistics have been less. But I would say with each game – sort of my admiration for him has gone up as as a potential quality NFL quarterback because look that first game when he threw the four touchdowns what what did I, what did we say after that first game I said that's not going to happen every week so don't expect that um and then the second game where he really hung in there and 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 you know stood in there and made some throws and then this week where there were just too many plays where he had no chance right and that's, you know, that's just kind of the nature of the beast right now. And basically, Greg, for and you and I talked about this before we started recording, basically this is what we're going to do for the rest of the season, depending on how competitive the Titans end up, is is looking at Will Levis and how he manages these situations week in and week out, because that's now what their season basically and, becomes. And the second point, and of course that was the case this week, is a total inability to run the football. And if they can't do that at all, uh, then it's really, really hard. I mean, again, no one's expecting Derrick Henry to go 25 for 150 every week. We're, we're, we're past that point. That's not going to happen. But what were the final numbers? I know at one point he was 11 for 25. Was that final? Yeah, he ended up averaging 2.3 yards per carry. Yeah, I mean, then then it's just really too hard. And and what happens is, is then you need players, you know, and I hate to be cliched, but it is true. Then you need players to make plays. Like, for instance, the first play of the third quarter, um, when when they come out with a shot play and he throws to Westbrook Ahini, which was a beautiful ball, he's got to catch that ball. I mean, right. I'm not saying it's a routine easy catch. Okay, don't I don't want people to think, oh, what are you saying? But he's got to lay out and catch that ball. I mean, you know, that in those kinds of games with the situation they're in, those plays have to be made. Yeah. No. There's no margin for error, basically, is what Greg is saying, and that is courtesy of The Install, the podcast that Greg and I do each and every week. We covered a lot of ground on the Titans and the Jags as a matchup and uh, a lot of discourse about Will Levis. We also talked about the viability of Dylan Radens at left tackle. Um, if you've been listening to The Install, you know Greg has been, you know, Greg's evaluation of Radens has not been comforting to you and I think it explains listening to Greg talk about the play uh listening to Greg talking about the level of play that Raidens has been able to produce I I think helps people understand why the Titans coaching staff has been unwilling to play him um and you know like I said he was in a really really bad situation last week asked at preparing at right guard and moving the left tackle it's, 15 16 game 16 plays into the game is is not a fair way to evaluate that player uh now he will have a full week to prepare at left tackle and we'll see how much of a different difference that it makes <laughs> somebody says calvin throckmorton looks like a fat version of jack gibbons well that's very very uh <laughs> disrespectful um i think that uh i think it's going to be you know basically how we go about the rest of the season just 
evaluating Will Levis game in and game out and seeing, all right, how did he survive the latest situation that this offensive line group has placed him in? That's very, uh, that's very much where we are at with this particular Titans team, unfortunately for Titans fans. Uh, A to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by the great people at the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Protect your constitutional rights. You know who offers better protection than the Titans offensive line? That's Amanda J. Gentry and her team. They will not let you down the way that Andre Dillard has time in and time out, play in and play out, down in and down out, wherever justice demands. Amanda J. and her team are there to serve you to inform you, to make sure that you understand what it is that is under fire if you feel like your constitutional rights are being violated and how they can defend you. AmandaJGentry.com is where you go for more information. Uh, So, what have you liked most about Will Levis through his first three starts? I uh, I think that it has been basically that he's not taking bad sacks. Um... He's getting sacked, right? He has been sacked, what, four times? Uh, He's been sacked 10 times in his three starts. He has been hit a total of 33 times in his three starts behind this Titans offensive line group. And you would say, well, how can you say he's not taking bad sacks? Well, there there are sacks that he is taking, but it's not like Malik Willis took bad sacks. Ryan Tannehill took some bad sacks. And I'm not saying that Levis hasn't taken a bad sack yet this year. But I do think that he is taking fewer of them than I anticipated, and that is a good sign given that one of the parts of the analysis of Levis in college was that he didn't necessarily feel pressure the best behind his 2022 offensive line group, which was different than his 2021 offensive line group that had four guys leave, and I believe three of them go to the NFL as uh, as draft picks or UDFA guys. So the Kentucky offensive line did change substantially uh, year over year, and you saw how Levis's performance suffered. He's in a bad offensive line situation right now, and he is managing it a lot better than he did his uh, circumstance in 2021. Uh, ben Hall says he's thrown more touchdowns in one game than Tannehill threw all season. It is worth noting that he hasn't had a touchdown pass since, though. Um, not, not to take anything from the Falcons game away from him, but he hadn't had a touchdown pass since he's got, he's, he's two interceptions, um, with 500 total yards and, uh, no, it's more than 500 yards. 500 yards was in the first two games. Either way, uh, Levis is, Levis is doing what he can right now, but he is, he's up against a variety of different things. And like I said, they have to play basically perfectly everywhere else for this offense to even be a functioning unit. Think about this, okay? I saw Kaharski tweet this out uh, earlier today. It was, I think, during the middle of the radio show. The Tennessee Titans, how many of you remember how many points they were scoring at the end of last season? Points per game they were scoring at the end of last season. Uh, PBK says 700 yards back. It's not bad for his first three starts. No, I don't think it's bad at all. I'm just saying like he's, he's not been able to capitalize, whether that's through, uh, fault of his own or fault of the players around him, which there is far more fault on the players around him right now. Levis is out there trying to make plays and a lot of these opportunities are being missed. Uh, 17 and a half is how many that they were scoring per game last year. Cooper Martin is correct. The Tennessee Titans knowing that the thing that they had to correct the most was the ability to score, whether they did that through 
improved offensive line play, whether they did that through improving the skill position talent around whomever would play quarterback for this franchise this year. 17.5 points per game is what in part got Todd Downing fired. I think the DUI mostly got Todd Downing fired. Not really, uh, which you know may shock some of you, not really as badly as it felt like it was going offensively here. 17.5 points per game and a fired OC at the end of the year. Can any of you tell me how many points per game the Tennessee Titans are scoring through the first 10 weeks of this NFL season? If they scored 17 and a half per game last year, how much, how many points per game are they scoring this year? The answer, ladies and gentlemen, Cooper Martin follows up again, 17.1. They are a worse offense than the group that uh, people were running Todd Downing out of town with. And I'm not I'm not saying that it didn't make sense to move on from Todd Downing. I'm not arguing that at all. And I think Tim Kelly is better than, than what is currently being produced. But they don't score touchdowns on their opening possessions at all. They haven't done it once this year. And that's really the only thing that they could do under Todd Downing is they capitalized when they got in the red zone. They didn't get in the red zone enough, but they were still a high a high percentage uh, a high percentage red zone offense under Todd Downing even at the time that he got fired. And they were consistently scoring touchdowns on their opening possessions. They have not done it once through 10 weeks of professional football and 9 games because of course they've already had their bye. They are uh a worse group than they were last year. And it's crazy to to be talking about that 0.4 points per game through nine games worse than the unit uh that got Todd Downing fired last year that's that's pretty jarring uh to see uh we'll see uh we'll see how this you know how it continues to develop that's probably as good as they're gonna do uh Titan Kong says yeah Tim is better than Todd in my opinion Buck Todd with this group couldn't even mustard Muster, he means not mustard, but muster the three wins that the Titans have this season. Um, I don't know that to be so. I know that Todd Downing is out here trying to put together an offense and has a winning football team or is a part of a winning football team with the New York Jets right now. Actually, are the Jets 500? I think they might have fallen back to 500 after that uh, last game. Either way, <laughs> they are a better uh Really, the only football team worse than the Titans right now is the New York Jets, uh, but the Patriots are down there as well. There's there's a lot of statistics. Um, there's a lot of statistics that point in the wrong direction for all three of those franchises, Jets, Titans, and Patriots. It's definitely not a group that you want to be a part of. Uh, Dave Samsel says, who was the offensive line coach last year? Uh, Keith Carter, who is currently the offensive line coach in uh, the offensive line coach in New York. He is with Todd Downing in New York. Absolutely. All right. Let's keep it moving on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. So if the question was, what has most impressed you with Will Levis in his first three starts? The question then becomes, where does Will Levis most need to improve? We will talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and they will get you your $1,000 no danger first wager. Zen Sports has all kinds of great odds boost and promotional bets for you, including that $1,000 no danger first wager using the promo code that we provided. 
Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Must be 21 or up in Tennessee to bet. Zen Sports is how you bet, bet and where you go to bet. Uh, so, what do you most want to see Will Levis uh, improve upon as he continues throughout the course of his Titans rookie season? Uh, his accuracy has been good overall, but that fourth quarter last week was shaky. Uh, yeah, he was trying. I mean, he was in an obvious passing situation and he was trying to rip throws in places where he probably would not attempt under normal circumstances if he was managing a game better. But he will be in those situations and he does need to he does need to find ways to manage better um, when they're you know, when they're losing games like this. Mike Vrabel already says, uh, always says, nobody played good enough for us to win, even when the quarterback has not been the problem. Randy Binkley says uh, that he's still walking upright is one of the more impressive parts about Will Levis's game. To not get killed, learn to scramble on occasion. Uh, I, I just don't think it benefits him to get outside the pocket right now with this offensive line group. Like, I mean, he's already running. Like, he doesn't have the opportunity to scramble. And he's not, like, he's not one of these. I mean, he's not Richardson. Right, he's he's not Josh Allen, though. Josh Allen is is a decent comp. I, you're you're assuming that he can run away from these defenders, and I just don't think I I, th- I don't think that Levis is that. Now, I think that if there weren't so many defenders in the box who are either blitzing or preparing for Derrick Henry every time, then maybe against lighter boxes where the defense is playing zone, he might be able to find some more opportunities to run forward through the front of the pocket, but I just, I don't think, I don't think that running more is going to help him in this situation. I don't think that that's a skill set that would benefit him the way that a lot of you are alluding that it might. He's a good, he's a good athlete. I'm not saying that at all, but I don't, I don't know that I want him running, uh, running around. In fact, I would rather, not that I want to, not that I'm saying that he needs to like stand, stand back there and take hits, but I'd rather him like, Peyton Manning duck and cover type of stuff than take off and run behind this offensive line uh, right now. It's it's not not in his best interest to use his feet more given what how little time he has. And the the running lanes are there are not running lanes that are created for him, right? When when a defense sinks back into coverage, because right now they're hardly ever even like sinking back into coverage. They're just sending dudes and running over the Titans' offensive line on third down as opposed to dropping extra guys back into coverage because they can get there. They can they can kill the thing before, but basically before the snap even hits the quarterback's hands, right? It's, it's not when a defense sinks back and you have a little time in the pocket to let that defense continue to hover in their zones and then run through the front of the pocket and try and take advantage of some hidden yardage there. Yeah, that's a productive way to run the football if you're a quarterback. He does not have those opportunities. Um there are way too many defenders in the box against the Titans for that to be viable for him, not for him, not to get killed basically. So I, I, I think that he's doing as much as he can right now. And that, you know, again, as things improve around him, you will see those opportunities manifest themselves a little better. Uh, ben Hall says, but give me good vibes for this weekend. Cause I'm struggling. Well, here's what I'll say. Okay. Because I'm not the good vibes person. And you guys know this. Um, and right now, your football team doesn't deserve good vibes, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sell you a false bill of goods. But I will tell you that I I was thinking about this. Okay, I was thinking about this today. I'm like, 
I'm going to lose these people. I'm going to lose you guys if I start doc- talking draft on November the 15th or November the 16th tomorrow when I turn on the radio, when I when I get ready to do the radio show. I, I can't do it. How can I, how can I salvage a game and a week in the AFC South where people genuinely need some reason to get themselves up other than saying, oh, you have a quarterback, maybe, unless you get him killed. So what I did today is I, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my phone up to the screen and see if, uh, if you guys can make out this text because I think the only way that I can get you excited is to outsource uh, the excitement because you know I'm not a hype man uh, to begin with, nor would I try to be. I sent a text today that says, Wood, it's Buck. The football team stinks, and I need somebody with a pulse to get the people up for Jags week. You got a segment in you Friday, and Wood, who is, of course, Titans linebacker, former Titans linebacker, Wesley Woodyard, said, actually, I'm in town tomorrow. Wesley Woodyard is going to join us in studio. I don't know if he is going to have the uh, the jacket, the Jags killer jacket that he has worn for so uh, so many years, so many of these games, but Wood is going to be in town tomorrow. And I uh, I did the thing that I, the only thing that I know how to do, which is send a text to a former Titans player and said, hey man, I need your help here. I don't know how to get people back invested in this game. Will you come in studio and bail me out? And that is exactly what Wesley Woodyard will do tomorrow. So we look forward to having him in there. Uh, we're going to interview Roger McCreary, and then um, and then Wood will be in studio, I think, around 11.30, 11.45. So, be a good time tomorrow on 104.5 The Zone, and that will get you excited enough. Uh, quick rising and falling. on. Well, actually, the, the thing that Levis needs to improve upon is, is how to continue to work under pressure. And Mike Hernan brought this up today um, on the radio show. You can check out Mike's portion of the interview in the second hour. I think this was in the middle of our 11 o'clock hour, so hour number two. For those of you who are subscribed to the radio show's podcast, and if you're not, you should be because we do great things like bring Wesley Woodyard in studio and hang out with Ben Jones and interview Roger McCreary and all kinds of fun stuff if you're a fan of the Titans. So this was Mike Herndon on Levis and this offensive line group today. There's also plenty of evidence. Like, talk, Think about Joe Burrow's rookie season. I mean, the guy was pummeled to the point where he tore his ACL, right? And that's kind of your worst-case scenario. What did he do in year two? He went to the Super Bowl and was a defensive holding call away from possibly winning the Super Bowl for the Cincinnati Bengals. Who still uh, had a bad and, offensive yeah. line that year. And still, yeah, and still had a bad offensive line. He was sacked 102 times in his first two seasons with the Bengals. And that guy isn't shook. He, he is not scared. He is not broken as a quarterback. And their, their offensive line still isn't good, by the way. It's, it's still a work in progress, as, as the Titans kind of exposed in Nashville earlier this season. So, and, and there's other examples. Justin Herbert had a terrible offensive line his rookie season. Uh, you look at you, Jared Goff, I think, is an interesting example because terrible protect, protection as a rookie, struggled. McVay comes in. He immediately turns around starts playing well. The protection starts to slide with the Rams, right, towards the end of his career. They jettison him out of there. He goes to Detroit. The protection turns out to be good in Detroit, and now he's putting up, you know, big-time numbers again and has Detroit, uh, you know, right up there at the top of the NFC. So I think the idea that if the quarterback is going to be good, he's going to be good, right? And I think you're going to have to have some sort of mental fortuity or fortitude and, and toughness 
if you're going to be an NFL franchise quarterback, because you're not always going to get perfect scenarios. I mean, Tom Brady was sacked 41 times in his first season as a starter. Um, it's it's not always going to be perfect, and you have to learn how to manage that. And I think, honestly, this will be good for Will Levis to learn how to deal with the, the yuck uh, of, of the pass protection that is currently afforded to him, and it may help him become a better player in the future if he can make it through it. But but my point is that if he doesn't make it through it, he was never going to make it as a as a NFL quarterback because it, you're not going to have perfect protection for you know 15 years of your your career. You're, it's just not going to happen. You're going to have to deal with it, uh, and you're going to have to work through some adversity early in your career. I think all the all the good quarterbacks have. It's a reasonable point. So that is Mike Herndon today on the radio show. You can go check that out via the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, rising and falling, whose stock rose, whose stock fell this week in sports. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com, get your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found with the Ashton team. So, uh, whose stock rose and whose stock fell? Uh, Stokely says, Lucas looks like a lizard person in this clip. Kept waiting for him to blink vertically. I do believe that Lucas uh, look blink horizontally, he means. Uh, no, I think you mean blink vertically. Blink vertically would be like your eyes closing that way, right? Horizontally is this way, like a normal human being. This is a weird, this is a weird hand motion for me to be doing. Whose stock rose, whose stock fell? Perhaps lizard people, stock up, given that Lucas seems to have infiltrated us as a lizard person. Stock down, says uh, Penn State, says Bryce Erickson. I don't think, like, why stock down Penn State? I mean, they they don't win the games that they're underdogs in. Like, James Franklin does not win games that he's not favored in. He is, he has consistently shown that. So, like, I don't know. It's like saying that you were disappointed by the Titans this year when you thought the Titans might stink anyway. Like if if they ended up stinking, but you didn't, you know, it took you until like, I don't know, let's say week six against the Ravens to figure that out. Did they actually disappoint or were they that the whole time? And it just took you six weeks to realize it. I, you know, James, Fra- I don't have expectations like that for James Franklin. Uh, stock down that Milton pick six says Tress win. Uh, stock down me question mark says Titan Kong. Well, I don't know why that is, but uh, you know, perhaps a little positivity. Jack Tripper says stock down Draymond green. He did get suspended. He's he got ejected twice already, uh, in games this season. As I, uh, as I watch some NBA basketball tonight, they've only been playing basketball for like three weeks and Draymond's already been ejected from two games. It's pretty crazy. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that the stock that is most falling though is the Cleveland Browns because Deshaun Watson is season is over he has been paid 91 million dollars of a 230 million dollar guaranteed contract with the Cleveland Browns and he's been paid that 91 million dollars to only appear in 11 games for this franchise so far well the simplest way I can say it is the Cleveland Browns have a guy and as you guys know over the last several decades for the Cleveland Browns they have not had one they have been searching from Brian Hoyer to Kevin Hogan to Charlie Fry. There's a list that is endless. There's a jacket that is endless that we have all seen. The Cleveland Browns have a guy. Yeah, it was expensive. It was multiple first-round picks. 
It was a contract of four years, $156 million, fully guaranteed. Now, the fully guaranteed part was essentially unprecedented that length for a starting quarterback. Not that starting quarterbacks who are really good get cut anyway, but yes, the fully guaranteed part of it was unprecedented. All of that is to say it was expensive to get a really good franchise starting quarterback. That is what they cost. If you got a guy, you have a chance. And yes, there is an injury to Deshaun Watson. He is now, unfortunately for them, out for the season. But what this trade, what this contract got them, is they no longer have to search. They didn't do this for two years, and it's been two frustrating years. They did this for 10 years, and they still have a guy just 28 years old who could be their starting quarterback for the next decade. I mean, it's just so bad. It's it's so bad, the Cleveland Browns. And, and the Deshaun Watson thing, maybe it ends up working out for the Browns long-term, but they're they're legit this year. And the fact that he's the thing that keeps failing them, um, you know, the irony I don't think is lost on any of us with that. Uh, stock down, says Big Dog, the Nashville Predators. I, the Pre- I didn't realize that the Preds, we're that far under 500 too. The Grizzlies are bad this year. Uh, I was I was watching their game against the Lakers last night. They got run off the court. Really bad. The state of uh, of sports it seems in uh, Tennessee. Outside of like the Belmont Bruins down the road uh, from from me here in downtown Nashville, the Belmont Bruins men's basketball team continues to win games. That's about the only thing that you can rely upon right now in the Tennessee sports scene, which is pretty crazy to think about. Anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight. Appreciate your time as always. Wesley Woodyard, Roger McCreary, both on the radio show tomorrow. Make sure you hang out with us from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. In between then, you can check out the install with Greg Cosell on the 104.5 The Zone YouTube channel. So if you're subscribed to A to Z Sports on YouTube, you can subscribe to 104.5 The Zone's YouTube page as well and make sure you get all of those interviews and content originals that I'm producing for the radio station too. Have a great rest of your evening and I will talk to you tomorrow at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone. This is our cult. This is our team. We bleed blue. This is our cult. Whether win or lose, we love them. For the shoe, beat the Titans. Let the world hear us now. This is our team. Go, Cole.